Hi, I'm Brett Fuller, and this is Your 15. Today we're going to be speaking about evangelism and on the topic of how we can win our friends. The passage upon which we're going to concentrate is John chapter 1, verses 40 through 42. John says, One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He, verse 41, found first his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah which translated means Christ. He brought him to Jesus in verse 42, and Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which translated means Peter. Here we see an interesting moment. Andrew happened to be a follower of John the Baptist, probably one of his quasi-staff members. And John had the most significant ministry in all of Israel in, in probably 400 years. And people were, were coming out to the wilderness to hear him preach. That's how good of a preacher he was. He was amazing. I have a hard time asking people just to come to church, as, uh, telling them we're going out in the wilderness. I don't think anybody would follow me out to a field. John was a, a great communicator and had a message for his generation. And Andrew was one of his followers. Well, Jesus comes to the River Jordan to be baptized by John, does so. The heavens open. The Father proclaims him to be the Son in whom he's well pleased. And then John says, this is the Messiah. Follow him. I'm not even able to untie his sandals. That's how great he is. You think I'm great. He's amazing. And Andrew basically takes John's advice and follows Christ. Well, as he's following him, he finds him. And, and when he finds him, he is filled with joy about his discovery. And there's something about following Jesus and finding him that allows us the privilege of experiencing what it's like to, to have new life. Do you remember what that was like when Jesus first saved you? When you decided to follow him? And, and although you found him, he really found you. The forgiveness of your sins, the hope for a better tomorrow, the sense that you could have a new life, I mean a brand new life that would last forever, eternal life can be yours, and it would start today. It wouldn't start just when you get to heaven, but start today. Boy, the excitement and the joy that filled my soul when I got right with God was, was almost inexpressible in words. Yet I knew that something had transformed my life. Didn't know how to communicate it very well, but nonetheless transformed my life. And, and now my responsibility was to share that with others. And so Andrew feels the same thing. And the first person he goes and searches for is Simon. Who do you search for? For whom do you look to bring to Jesus? Andrew found his brother. There are people out there that are waiting for you to show up and to take them to Jesus so that they can experience the same kind of, of joy and release from sin that you have. Oh, we have a responsibility to do this. You know, last words are really important. And when Jesus left the earth, the last thing he said to the disciples in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20 is, go into all the world and preach this message, making disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I want you to know, when you do this, I will be with you always, every moment of the day. Now, we have the security of knowing that Jesus is going to be with us regularly. 
Even if we don't go preach, he's going to be with us to help us and strengthen us. I don't know why he likes us so much like that, to hang out with us all the time. Sometimes we aren't the best company, but he has said he will be with us. But there is something of, of a particular presence that he brings when we go and participate in his mission. It's not just the ordinary, everyday hanging with, with Jesus. Something of his power, something of his joy is beginning to be expressed when people participate in sharing this gospel with others. His last words were, go, take this message to everybody you know and those you don't know. Here, Andrew, before even hearing something about a great commission, just naturally realizes, I've got to tell my brother about this guy. This guy is a once-in-a-generation kind of man. Now, everybody had been looking for the Messiah, and Jesus was him. So to the Jews who had been looking and anticipating this moment, boy, th this, this was something you didn't want to miss. And they didn't have all of the, the ideas about what it would mean for Jesus to go to the cross and save them through his sacrifice and die for their sins and then rise again from the dead to help them live a new life. They didn't know any of that. They just knew this, that this Jesus was sent to help them. And Andrew wanted his brother helped. Who needs help in your world? Who needs Jesus? Go ahead, rattle them off. Your brother, your sister, your mama, your daddy, your cousins, your co-workers, your neighbors, your coaches, your, your teammates. Somebody needs to be brought to Jesus. And God wants to bring those people to your memory so that you will pray for them and bring them to him. You know, when I go out to eat, I, uh, I frequent a lot of restaurants here in the Northern Virginia area. And, um, you know, a waitress comes to serve you or a waiter and they're bringing the food and they're bringing the drinks. And, 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 and I, I do my best, not because I'm paid to do this, but simply because I love my God and I love people. I do my best to try to minister to those who serve me. And so it's rare when the waiter doesn't get a prayer from me. It's my practice to do so. So I will ask him as things are going on, listen, is there anything we can pray for you about today? And of course, they're usually shocked by that because most patrons don't ask questions like that. And so they, I said, listen, don't worry about it now. Think about it and come back and let me know. And so inevitably they come back with some ideas and then I'll take their hand that right there and I'll pray with them. Say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray you would help this person in this area and reveal yourself to them in Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, 10, 15 second prayer. But what have I done? I brought an unsuspecting person to Jesus. In, in his presence, we've communicated. And I have allowed him to experience the compassion of God for his need as transmitted through a human being. But he has been unalterably brought to Jesus. Who do you bring to Jesus on a regular basis? You got to first, like Andrew, go find him. It might take some finding. I mean, sinners aren't out there waving their hands saying, here I am, save me, please. You got to go find him. And that takes some effort on your part. Go search for people. They're out there. You don't have to search hard, but you do have to search. And when you, when you find them, bring them to Jesus through prayer. Bring them to Jesus through the, through the preaching of this message. Oh, this gospel needs to be preached. That Christ Jesus was sent to die for their sins. He was sent so that they didn't have to suffer the, the penalty for their wrongdoing anymore. They need this message to know that they are free from their consequences. 
you know, every once in a while, it's just good. Even though you might have might not have a good day today, it's just good every day to wake up with the idea that you are not going to hell. <laughs> that puts everything in perspective. You ought to get happy just about that. Yeah, your marriage may not be what you want it to be. Your friends may not like you today. Your kids are going nuts. Your money's a little funny. You don't have all the clothes you want, and you wish you could be in a state where it doesn't snow all the time and, and wind up at 10 degrees. That's where it is right now in Virginia. Hear me. You're not going to hell. It ain't a bad day. This is what people need to experience who are going through the same stuff you're going through without the hope of salvation. We have the benefit of waking up every day knowing God loves us and we are free from the penalty of our sin. This is the good news of the gospel, at least part of it. The other part is that we can live in victory. We can live right every day. We can wake up with hope that I don't have to do whatever, whatever I did yesterday that was wrong. I don't have to do that today. The power of the Holy Spirit can enable me to live right and to be right. I can, I can be my best, best version of Brett today. I can receive a new download today that's going to allow me to be upgraded. God wants me to have things to address my needs today that I didn't have yesterday. So I'm going to get in my Bible and I'm going to inspire hope in my own self. Even if nobody else around me is excited about what God wants to do in my life today, I will be. This is the kind of hope that people need to have, that God has good things for them. And that's the other part of the gospel. Jesus rose that we might live in newness of life that we might partake of his resurrection power and have him live through us, conquering sin every day and living to bring this gospel and advance the kingdom wherever we go. Andrew brings Simon to Jesus. We need to bring our Simons, our brothers, our sisters, our relatives, our friends to Jesus. And the beauty is this, when, when Simon gets brought to Jesus, Jesus gives him a brand new identity. When I go back to, to my home in Kansas City, a place I love dearly, every once in a while I'll tap my heels like Dorothy asking God to send me back and it never works. I love Kansas. But when I go back home, it's, it's, a, it's an un unusual thing for people to recognize me in the position that I presently serve. They knew me back when. They knew Brett as this guy and now I'm this guy. And this guy is really not defined by his ability to pastor or titles. This guy is defined by Jesus. I'm just a new human being. I'm not the same guy. Yeah, my name is still Brett, but I'm not the same guy. The, the, the word Simon actually means reed, something that was blown by the wind, R-E-E-D, reed. And his new name, Peter, means rock. God changed Simon's identity and was no longer going to allow him to be identified as one who was swayed by opinion left and right, but somebody upon whom folks could, could stand and find a solid foundation, somebody in whom they could trust and know that they were going to be there tomorrow as they were today, an anchor. That's who Simon became, this Peter, and he became the, the hope for the entire church. I mean, this, this guy became the leader for the church in Jerusalem. And one of the greatest apostles who ever lived. Maybe you could put Paul and he as 1A and 1B, I don't know, but 
Simon was amazing and was probably the last one anybody would think would do what he did. You have no idea what God wants to make you. And you have no idea what God wants to make the people to whom you need to minister. There are Simons out there that need to become Peters. There are the next presidents of the United States that need Jesus Christ. There are great doctors that need to depend on God to come up with new solutions for physical problems. There are lawyers out there. There are moms. There are coaches. There are friends that need a new identity so that they can approach the world differently and make it a better place for everybody. We need to give these people an opportunity to come to Jesus so that they might have their identity changed and not be stuck in the same old, same old for the rest of their life. This is a good life to live. When Jesus comes and makes you new, makes you different, it is a good life to live. May God bless you with the privilege of understanding the reality of what it means to, to, to be a responsible minister of this gospel. You have to be. This isn't just for paid ministers. This is for everybody. Andrew wasn't even a real disciple of Jesus yet. He was just somebody who, who understood something about him. And he said, I got to go find people and bring them to them. You need to go find people and you need to bring them to Jesus so that they can have the same benefit you've received. Freely you have received. Freely now give. This has been Your 15.